I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Drinker. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. I don't know about amazing, but we can definitely start drinking. Why not? It's the reason for the season, and it is Great American Beer Festival weekend. And without further ado, uh, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker's out getting a guest right now, but we'll head on over to the VIP line and uh, talk to our VIP, along with Kyle Moyer. We'll bring Kyle up as well. Charlie Papazian, do we have you? Hello, sir. I'm, I'm uh you're at the Great American Beer Festival. Where, where, where are you? Where else? I know. Where are we? Where are we? I know. We had some connectivity issues coming out of the hall this year, so we'll be back around with you next year. And uh, Kyle Moyer, our roving reporter, is there actually right now. Are you guys, Kyle, are you near Charlie? I have no idea. Where are you, Charlie? Um, I'm, I'm up in one of the crow's nests here. Oh, you got where, 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 where it's relatively quiet, overlooking the crowd. You've got the eye in the sky. I like that a lot. <laughs> really cool. So, uh, as we have Kyle Moyer going, uh, walking around and, and getting us some good guests as well. But Charlie Papazian, here you are back on the Modern Eater and the Modern Drinker shows. Uh, just a local community-based show and. And uh, people that don't know who Charlie Papazian, I, we refer to you as the godfather of brewing beer. Is that fair? Well, I've been called a lot worse, so <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. Right? Now. No, I was, yeah, people uh, attribute uh, craft brewing and craft beer and home brewing uh, to a lot of what I've been involved with for the last uh, almost 50 years. <laughs> 50 years you've been brewing? Almost. I'm three years away from that. Did, did 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 it come? Did it come to a point? To uh, did you believe it would come to this point? Well, yeah. You know, when you drink your own good homebrew, you start. You dream, and you have visions. I had a vision of a home brewer in every neighborhood and a craft brewery in every town, and it's come to that. But what I didn't envision was the impact that all those. You know, you know, numbers are numbers, and statistics are statistics. And dreams are dreams about when it actually happens, the impact of all that's happening with craft beer and craft brewing and all this activity is just, it floors me. It, and it, Jay Parker's back in studio. And again, Kyle Moyer, you jump in anytime you want to as well. But uh, last time we caught up with you last year at the Great American Beer Festival, we kind of spoke about the, the beginnings of the festival, which um, uh, we, we went through a crash course of learning uh, the, 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 what I'm going to call the art of a, of a festival. We had 50 breweries, Charlie, um, downtown about two weeks ago. We called it Micro Brew Fest. And okay. uh, just having 50, bre- first of all, so flattering to have them all show up. You think, oh, no, they're not going to do it. Um, how many breweries did you assemble the first year of GABF? The first year we ass- were able to, s- to assemble 20 breweries and 40 beers. And those 20 breweries represented about half of the number of breweries that were in the country in those days. And and listen, you know, we're kind of spoiled with getting the word out through networking and social media and and being uh, not so much back then. It was kind of like word of mouth. If you loved beer, you were going to go to this beer festival, right? Yes. Well, beer was our network and home brew. Basically, home brewing was our network because it was the American Home Brewers Association that produced and put on the first two great American beer festivals. And it was this network of homebrew enthusiasts that knew that there was something with more flavor and more choice out there. And they, they supported that first event. Like, you know, they didn't know what to anticipate, but it was just, you know, different kinds of beer. And they were really avid and enthusiastic to try these things. What, what were some of the styles of beers that were being made at that time? What was hot? Like right now, sours are hot, right? Yeah, well, in 82, you know, it was a, you know, it was an extreme beer. It was a English-style pale ale, a porter, a stout. Um, well, Anchor Steam beer was pretty extreme, too, at the time. And they were all at the beer festival. Boulder Beer, Sierra Nevada, and Anchor Brewing were, were all there. And uh, they were considered pretty extreme beers in those days because, you know, the lexicon of beer styles and what we the choices that we have now were weren't in anybody's vision or dreams yet. 
That's interesting. And more and more prevalent these days as well as the recipes get more complex. But here it is. You've got Great American Beer Festival and you added an event within an event with the paired event. Um, pairing right. beers and food uh, and even cooking with beer is becoming more prevalent because of the, the complexity of the recipes. Um, what, what, where, what do you figure food and how does that serve purpose with beer? Well, you know, we we had, like you mentioned, the event paired. Um, we've done that for about six years now, and chefs come from around the country. And actually, there's a, a couple of chefs from Mexico that came up um, and worked with breweries and their beers to uh, uh, put formulate uh, offerings of food prepared right here at the convention center by these expert chefs to uh, pair with the with these special beers that would they thought they would match up and what's that what that does is just you know chefs love it because you know it, it offers so much more beer offers so much more opportunity than any other alcoholic beverage whether it's wine or distilled spirits you don't have I don't know if you have any whiskey and food tasting or that would be kind of strange to me but um, you know with all the diversity and the flavors that went from sours to stouts to loose beers to um, saisons to beers made with roots and flowers and you name it um, you can come up with some amazing matches between beers and uh, presentations of food I, I completely agree and one of my favorite up and comers here locally is a intrepid sojourner project and they just make some really cool beers but they're doing it with basil beer and a garlic beer and it just seems like a, a, a no-brainer to use those one-offs um, to pair up with food and, and and possibly cook with it as well yep yep I had a sour beer that was uh, infused or partly made with tomatillas Mm. Um, and that was served with a frozen yogurt with hatch green chilies and uh, a few other yummy things. And, you know, at first, you're kind of taken aback. What's this combination going to offer me? And you tasted it, and I tasted it, and I said, wow, this really works. So, you know, beer festival for me, after all these years, is still an exploration. I walk into the hall, and every year I'm exploring new new ideas and things of that people are presenting, whether it's food, beer, or the enthusiasm. Yeah, you wouldn't know it because I'm dominating your time, but again, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker's in <laughs> studio, Kyle Moyer's on the phone from the Great American Beer Festival Hall, uh, from Alpine Dog, Gardner Hammond uh, is here with us as well, and uh, I want to get to a couple other nuances with that, but here, and Kyle Moyer, do we still have you on the line? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, so Kyle Moyer, he owns the Crafty Fox, 39th and, and Fox Street. Crafty Fox is uh, basically a tap house. Do so we still have you, Charlie? Yep, I'm here. Yep, Charlie's yep. there. It's just so good and quiet that it's uh, <laughs> it shocked me. Felt Don't like jinx here. But so with the Crafty Fox, he's got how many taps do you have, Kyle? We have 60. Now, doesn't that just blow your mind when you started out with that he could actually offer 60 uh, different styles of beer uh, at, at, a, at a tap room? That's pretty remarkable that we've come that far to be able to have those offerings. We've come a long ways. Um, you know, it wasn't that long. It was within memory that where most, most taps or restaurants or bars would serve six beers. It would usually be Coors, Coors Light, Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light. And maybe Heineken, and good, uh, great beers if you like those kind of styles. But you know, today's beer drinker wants a bit more of a choice. And now you go into restaurants, bars, and taverns, and there's they, those beers might still be around, but there's a hell of a lot more choice there besides that. Yeah, and we sit in there with Kyle Moyer as, as people do tastings with him with beers and that type of thing. Um, Kyle, when when you ask Charlie, I'm I'm dominating this. Kyle, what do you want to say to Charlie? <laughs> hi, I love just to start with a hi. Absolutely, I love you. <laughs> How do I get access to the crow's nest? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm in a very comfortable location in in a corner right now where it's nice and quiet. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of fun. I was hoping you guys would be here because it is fun to be immersed in this crowd because you kind of 
the electricity rubs off on you when you're nearby all these people having a blast. You're right. It grabs you. It really does. Um, again, uh, Charlie Papazian online with us. We call him the godfather of brewing beer and um, the Brewers Association as well. Kind of the face of the Brewers Association. Uh, very well needed. And here's one of these things is we have um, Alpine Dog. Uh, here in studio with us in Gardner Hammond and uh, Gardner you'd say well why you're not at the Great American Beer Festival pouring beer I gotta ask you this question Charlie and and this is really so you've added a hundred new breweries right to an already very busy event and um, the Great American Beer Festival sells out every year it grows and grows and grows but being the advocate of the one-offs being uh, being able to feature that does the model of the Great American Beer Festival need to change so guys like Gardner don't think that they'll be just lost in in the muck in the mire with so many breweries and and so little uh, uh, so little ability to be able to market themselves well um, ooh, that was a pretty big mouthful of a question. Sure there. was. <laughs> I don't think the the model gets tweaked every year. And if you walked into this hall this year and you were here last year, you it, it visually looks different. Uh, looks more festive, a little bit more open space. There's brew pub area that's been really stiffed up. There's uh, you know the meet the brewer area is uh, is a, looks much more festive, um, but. No. Okay, let me let me rephrase that yeah. question. Here's the question: How do you how do you reach out to a guy like Gardner and say, you know what, I hear what you're saying, and here here are ways to where you can really feature yourself. What would your advice be to a guy like that? You know, brewers have been coming to this event for 36 years, and even that question was always asked even in the very early days there would be brewers they would come here from arkansas from new england from new york from california and they were wondering kind of half wondering what the heck were they coming out here to go to denver colorado to a beer festival in a city where they're never gonna they never imagined they would sell their beer and what what the brewers get um what, what they got then and certainly they get a certain degree of it now is they get they get jazzed there's they see what is possible they 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 are with their with their kin they're with their the community of brewers they talk to each other the ideas and they go back home with much more enthusiastic that's what kind of drove a lot of these brewers that were in these far off places that didn't know anything the beer drinkers didn't know anything about craft beer, microbrew beer, call it what you want. And they said it's possible because they've seen it. And that was, that's what kind of inspiration that drove people to persist. And failure was not an option at that point. So today, here we are. You know, there's 800-plus breweries in the hall, a uh, couple of thousand beers uh being poured and you know do you get lost well you know you shouldn't feel lost because you're always going to be surrounded with beer enthusiasts that are going to discover you and taste your beer and you're going to get feedback and you can only get feedback one at a time no matter what beer festival you go to anywhere in the country and that one off one off those one off conversations I think are inspirational Wow. <laughs> Pretty well. That's well a good answer. Yeah. That's hey, Charlie, did you put some thought into that one? That was, that was. No, I just, uh, maybe I had a couple of beers before. <laughs> yeah. Very passionate. And listen, that passion, uh, bleeds through. We can't take your time up all night as much as we'd like to. Uh, anybody want to jump in? Say something to Charlie Papazian? Well, Kyle here. I want to, I, one, one quick thing is I was watching the awards today and I saw that, uh, there's a proposal. Um, during that from a, a brewer or an owner or somebody from a brewery. And I wonder, Charlie, is that the first time you've seen that? What proposal? I saw, I saw it in about halfway through when, um, uh, I, I forget the brewery, but a uh, gentleman asked the lady to marry him right in front of you. Oh, oh, that yeah, real proposal. Uh, yes, I was like two feet away when that one. happened. I was two feet away. We were all crying afterwards up on the stage. We were just blew us away. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first. Mar- yeah, uh, I imagine I, I was the- that seemed pretty. That seemed pretty. You know, I I imagine he had a plan B in case he didn't win a medal. But 
it just seemed like the perfect story for them to win a medal and then be able to do that on stage. That seemed kind of neat, and I figured that might be a first for uh, GABF history there. That was definitely a first. Well, let's, it was very extemporaneous, I can assure you. Let's take it a step further, Charlie. Can we get you to get online and, and, and get your uh, license to be an ordained minister? Because I think that probably that would take off year after year if you could just spend a couple hours marrying people. That's a cra- I mean, that's a crazy notion, but I 100% they would be a home run because they would be line enough to have Charlie marry him, I can guarantee it. Well, that would be a new direction for me. I'll Charlie, <laughs> here's another new direction. I think that you should do something like Kyle Moyer and have a, a, a tap house with a, 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 a hundred taps or 200 taps. Could you do it? Well, I don't know how many taps. If I ever thought of doing that, I don't know how many taps I would have, but one beer at a time. And that's that's what my life has been. One beer at a time. People would show up. I know they would. They were in droves. If Charlie recommends, here's 100 uh, tap lines of uh, Charlie Papazian recommended beers. Every year we have you do it. If you could do it one more time, we put you on the spot and we cut a liner out that says, uh, hey, it's Charlie Papazian. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Can you bust one of those out for us? Yes, I'll try. And it's going to be very off the off the top of my head here. Is Charlie Papazian? We're on the Modern Drinker Show on Hal Radio. Is that it? Hey, sounds good to me, man. <laughs> I mean, that was a home run right off the bat. And then do one the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, this is Charlie Papazian and uh, the Modern Eater Show on Heart and iHeartRadio. I love and, it. And uh, I'm at the Great American Beer Festival and. I was in the studio hat sharing a beer with you guys as well. Cheers, Charlie. Thank you, sir. Okay. Appreciate Cheers. it. There he Bye. is, Charlie McPazing. Uh, oh, got to rid of Moyer, too. <laughs> Get him out of there. Uh, wait, and, and again, Gardner uh, Hammond's in studio from Alpine Dog and Carolyn Joy. She showed up. Uh, Joy Wine and Spirits. We wanted to do this. We reached back out to them. Uh, after they reach out to us, enjoy wine and spirits every year. They do a chili cook-off. It's the seventh annual charity event, and this time benefiting Project Worthmore. We'll figure out what that charity I is. I can tell you. Oh, you can? Yeah, I'd I can. It's a Carolina. nonprofit organization <laughs> committed to the community members who gave, volunteer, mentor, and befriend our refugee, refugee neighbors. Great. And uh, we also had online from uh, Cafe Brazil, Tony Zarlenga. And he's a participant in the chili cook-off. And if you heard any of that interview, your You're mouth starving. started to water. Yeah. You're starving, and you want to go eat ch- uh, chili immediately. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, beer is fall to me as the changing of styles, but also making soups and chilies. So this comes in uh, really handy. So we've got a lot of ground to still cover, and we'll get back with Kyle Moyer at the Great American Beer Festival. But all is well in the world as we broadcast live from the iHeart Studios. Up next, Carolyn Joy, right here on. On the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the Modern Drinker Show. Remember the time when if you wanted to enjoy a classic Belgian-style beer, you'd better be visiting Europe? Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, head brewer of Brews Beers right here in Denver. It's with great honor that my partner Ryan Evans and I are able to share our passion for Belgian-inspired beers from our local microbrewery, Brews Beers. Located at the intersection of 67th and Pecos in the Midtown community, we invite you to Denver's only all-Belgian-style brewery and taproom to sample an array of classic Belgian-inspired beers. If you're a Colorado craft beer lover like myself, you're sure to appreciate our attention to providing only the best ingredients and care when we brew our Belgian beer recipes. With a food truck every night and open seven days a week, our spacious dog-friendly taproom and beer garden welcomes you, your friends, and family to sample from a large selection of award-winning, small-batch, handcrafted artisan ales. Look us up online at brewsbeers.com. That's B-R-U-Z-B-E-E-R-S.com. And we'll see you at the brewery. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. 
Hello, this is Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on the iHeartRadio Network. All right, back at it on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Full studio here. Jay, you got your guests all set up for their microphones? Well, that's what I'm uh, yeah. trying to figure out right now. Well, you I, look cool, though. Uh, well, I waited I waited too long. <laughs> you did wait I, too I, long. Well, I was tech. I have done. All right, I, so I, I'll, I'll just uh, get us back here while you get everybody set up. How's that sound? They look good. I everybody think T, looks yeah, good? Yeah, TJ, TJ Tackle. Which microphone? Carolyn's asking which microphone she uses there. Do you know? Yeah, the, she's got it. This one. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, in studio with us, Carolyn Joy. Sorry about that, Carolyn. I know it gets a little confusing, and we should properly set you up, and, and, and definitely because uh, this deserves to be noticed. It's a community event, and uh, we really like this. It's the seventh annual uh, to do something seven years in a row and be successful at it is not an easy thing to do no each year we we debate whether or not we should do it because it's a lot of work but it's also it's so much fun and really it's a highlight of the year and it's great for a lot of restaurants and we have a lot of microbreweries there we have a lot of local distilleries Uh, we have cider companies and spirits and wine local wine and local people so a big impetus of it is to be local. And we also wanted to, to choose a local charity. Talk about the Okay, so here it is. Uh, Carolyn Joy in studio with us. Owner of Joy Wine and Spirits uh, and the Chili Cook-Off. It's going to come at you, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday on October 15th. It's at 1302 East 6th Avenue in their back parking lot from noon to 4. What's the cross street on 6th Avenue? So we're on Marion. It's okay. just uh, 13 blocks east of Broadway. We've been there since 1963. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, since 1972, when I was born, 6th and Jackson is where uh, I grew up. So... Uh, I'm one of your neighborhood guys that probably terrorized your... You probably had to wait in line (laughs) with your backpack at the door if you wanted to get candy Uh, or steal toys. Yeah, or steal... (laughs) She doesn't know me, then. That's a home run right there. That is a home run. Uh, So just, uh, you know, in the neighborhood and and these neighborhood type things, but Project Worthmore will benefit from uh, this outstanding 7th Annual Chili Cook-Off. Project Worthmore. So each year... The idea behind this event is that we get asked for so many donations, as do a lot of businesses, and and our customers are really philanthropic, so we want to support the people that support us, and a lot of times they're involved with arts and education and very worthy causes, animals, things like that, but I thought it would be nice to support an organization where people really need something, like they need to eat, they need shelter, they need heat, they need clothes. These are people that don't have You mean a lot. the basics that we take for granted every single day of Absolutely, our lives. yeah. People that really need something. And also, if you've ever tried to volunteer, sometimes it's kind of difficult. Like you have to make a certain amount, certain commitment. You have to have a background check. You have to do a lot of things. And so uh, we wanted a, an opportunity for our employees to have a chance to volunteer. So even though they get paid, you know, for a lot of the, the, the thought in advance, um, during that event itself, they actually volunteer their time. And so it's great to be able to give back in a way that you can to volunteer your time. So as you doubt when you, you know, throughout the year, and do we want to do this again? Then when you do, do you say, okay, I remember why. It's awesome. Yeah, people have so much fun. And we have fun too. And it's great. Last year, we raised about $16,000. And we had close to 1000 people. And you know, this is a small, we're, we're a relatively small business, even though we've been around for a while. And we're, we're really busy. But it's, you know, that's a 1000 people that have a great time. We also feature all of these wonderful local restaurants, places that would never make chili. Uh, you wouldn't think that Cafe um, is, Brazil. yeah, Cafe Brazil or Chaos Pizza or did you hear him coming in? Table six. I I didn't. I was on my way in. Oh, he, I told he Jay he really was, did a good job for you. Tony's awesome. He really did a good job. Yeah. For you. Some of the restaurants. So some of the restaurants are uh, Adelita's, Table Six, Mizuna, Sidio City, uh, Lala's, Lowdown Brewery and Kitchen, Blackbird, Charcoal, Dunbar, Bistro. Bistro Barbes, um, the uh, Hound over on Milwaukee Street, Yardbird, Palazzo Italian, Italiano. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively new a restaurant from Patrick White. Um, let's see, we've also got Cafe Brazil, 
I think we've got a couple of Chowhound, a couple of uh, caters. You did a great job. Really a great job. And I know, and I know you're saying it's not just me. Got, oh, absolutely I, not. No, I can't take credit for hardly anything that happens in my business anymore. I mean, I cannot keep up with my staff. They're so yeah. awesome. And they, they do a lot of the buying. I, I buy all the wine. But I don't know if we had a chance to talk to Andre. He does the beer and he's awesome and amazing. He does um, the beer? He does the beer. Oh, he he buys cool. all the beer and um, he does a lot of one-offs and and I I can't keep up with the wine or the spirits so I I dole off of you know the beer for sure. sure. It's uh seven thirty on six thirty KHOW an iHeart Radio station again catching up with Carolyn Joy Joy Wine and Spirits it's their uh, chili cook-off and uh, just really giving back to the community the seventh annual uh, going strong October fifteenth. From noon to 4 p.m. at uh, Marion and 6th Avenue. Join them there uh, for this delicious uh, chili cook-off. With, and, and you talk about worthwhile events. I, I would imagine hearing this, Gardner Hammond from Al, uh, Al, uh, Alpine Dog, this is probably something that you'd want to do next year, right? If you look at something like this, what do you think? Uh, yeah, chili's <laughs> always great. So, <laughs> Well, it's a great opportunity, too, to, to sometimes get in front of restaurants. One I forgot. I yeah. can't believe I forgot because our neighbor is Fruition, which is one of the best restaurants really in Denver. Is, yeah. yeah. But um, when you were mentioning the Microbrew Festival, uh-huh. I was like, oh, that would be really cool to have even smaller breweries there. Even though, uh, I sure. mean, we, you know, it's very supportive. We support right. um, our brewers. They support us. Right. And so we try to make it a synergistic event. Right. But it would be really fun to, to bring some different things. But again, I know that, you know, brewers are really um, busy and they're trying to juggle all these hats. And, and I know they get asked for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you kind of have to pick and choose. And this is an event that we try to, to really make it worthwhile to our vendors as well. But you're right about... Um you know, it could be that one thing to where it's like, oh, you just got two tap handles because you're working with these restaurants that you may uh, otherwise not have networked with. Right. And and all the chefs that are there, they're definitely, you know, having a fun time at the event. And we're trying to make sure that they get to taste everything that's there. And we have sure. a little bar for them and and they have fun with it. So the, the booze is definitely flowing. The question uh, at hand is how can people get tickets? So people can go online and get tickets at joywineandspirits.com or they can come into our store um, at 6th and Marion, 1302 East 6th Avenue. And if you buy your tickets in advance, you get $5 off. And I'm, every year we say, is this enough money? I'm telling you, $15 to try these restaurants, yeah. you know, this food of this caliber is a bargain. Yeah, and I'd be filling my pockets up with chili and... Yeah, you got to vote. Yeah. You get beans. You what you do is is you get those economy sized Ziploc bags, yeah. okay, and then you need to roll a roll of duct. No, That's no, why no. we're not invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just duct tape it around your torso. Okay, you fill it with chili. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jay, she said philanthropy. Do you know what that is? I uh, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's a uh, Middle Eastern uh, high rise uh, hotel <laughs> yeah. that just opened up. So uh, no, I don't okay. know. What it is. That's all right. That's yeah. I wanted it to be that way. Well, I mean. Uh, what else should people know? Uh, how about just 30 seconds on uh, Joy Wine and Spirits? So um, we have an amazing staff. They're very knowledgeable, but they're not snotty in any way. Um, we do have a, a very eclectic selection, I would say. We try to definitely cater to the mainstream, but we also, one of our emphasis is trying to, to find wines with character, beers with character, Sometimes, you know, a wine can be really boring or you can spend a couple extra bucks, just a few, and have something that's really interesting, got character, it could be naturally made. It's not, each vintage could be specific so mm-hmm. that it's not all, it's not a monotonous wine. Sometimes you don't, well, you want a no-brainer, you don't want to talk to anybody, you just want, you know, what you know, and we also have that. And then we have all these amazing cocktails, and when you're talking about beer and all that's happened with microbrews and all these different ingredients, I mean, there's so many different aperitifs and tonics and um, bitters and things that we have that are, are so cool, vinegars, oh, nice. all these really cool things that... See, there that, you go. Are available to people now. I love that, and I and I can firsthand attest to uh, very friendly, knowledgeable staff, and they will greet you and say hello. And if you need help, fine. If you don't, you just go on your merry way, do what you need to do, grab your daily uh, wine, whatever it is, and and uh, you've got a good spot going on there. C- continued success for another. Uh, 50 however long you want to right do. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much we really appreciate you it bet. thank you yeah 
There she is, Carolyn Joy. What a class act. What a sweetheart. She's yeah. a great lady. Hey, she's a mountain biker, too. She is? Yeah, she rides mountain bikes. Right. Now, so does uh, this guy over here, too. Gardner? Yeah, yeah, but uh, don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, okay. We, he's in a sling. I'll just paint a picture. He's in a sling. You can't right? keep it on the wheels, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it happens to the best of us, that's for sure. Uh, Gardner Hammond, and, and he's coming up next, Alpine Dog, won uh, the IPA competition. Uh, for Micro Brew Fest. And mm-hmm. we had some, there was some good competition there, don't you think? I agree. I think there was some very strong competition there. You had uh, Melvin there uh-huh. winning came- IPA awards like it's their job. Yeah. Uh, Stone, <laughs> right. a lot of others, a lot of good local companies making great IPAs. So that was cool to take a win there. We're going to catch up with you. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Kyle Moyer is wandering around the halls of the Great American Beer Festival. We'll see if we can't get him back on the line there. Aaron Orbach called in. He was one of the judges for that IPA mm-hmm. competition. I said, hey, Aaron, Charlie's about to come up. He was like, oh, my fault. And I was like, hey, man, I hate turning somebody away because of another person. But, yeah, it was Charlie Papazian. We'll have that uh, interview on podcast ready for your consumption if you missed it on monday morning on the uh, modern eater facebook page and then uh, go ahead and look at our instagram as well we'd like to get a lot of good fun stuff up there uh we'll come back gardner hammond in studio alpine dog up next it is the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. you'll share a little drink with us on this festive day it's the modern drinker show Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten free things. Hot dogs! Get your Billy's Gourmet hot dogs! Hot dogs for grown ups and kids alike! Awesome homemade sausages! Get your Billy's Gourmet hot dogs! Billy's Gourmet hot dogs. 100% single sourced meat. Never any artificial flavors or coloring. And always hormone free. Experience the best dogs you'll ever eat. Just two blocks from Coors Field. A perfect place to sit on a sun filled out door patio and grab a beer and dog before a game. Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs all right, we'll jump back to the show momentarily. Alpine Dog there in studio. Going to do that along with Kyle Moyer at the Great American Beer Festival. Right now, A-plus beverage solutions and Jeff Rourke. Here's the guy. Uh, you need an A-plus on your draft system. Uh, you, there's just no excuses anymore these days to be a pouring inefficient beer. Or what are you doing, Jay? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't be somebody who pours your money down the drain. Get an A-plus on your uh, report card for your faucets at your restaurant, bar, brewery. Uh, it's 20 years in the business, a family guy. Uh, owned and operated. He's one of the best-known guys in the industry. He can do coffee, wine, water. He'll add a nitro line for you. He'll do the maintenance. He'll do it from A to Z, and that's exactly what you need, a guy that's going to stick by you. Uh, The most trusted guy in the business, A-plus beverage solutions, and Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. Beer is done. Beer is done. Beer is done. Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Cheers. Let's go drink some beer! We can do that, and why not, as we sample some delicious Colorado craft beer with Alpine Dog and Gardner Hammond in studio, officially welcoming you. Gardner, how are you? Fine, sir. Doing great. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, right up on that microphone. Kyle Moyer, you know this guy on the line there from the Great American Beer Festival Halls. How are you doing, Kyle? 
I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there for you guys over here. I like it a lot. We'll we'll get a little uh, scene, uh, lay it out there. For those that haven't gone to the Great American Beer Festival, how would you describe it, Mr. Moyer? Well, I used to probably would have gone the route of utter chaos, but I don't think it's that way anymore. You know, it, there's a lot going on, but it's a very well-ran uh, festival. So you've got hundreds of breweries. You've got hundreds of um, different kind of merch vendors, it seems like, and thousands of people drinking beer and having a good time. They seem to behave themselves as well, too. I mean, you know, anytime you have an alcohol-centric uh, event, you run the risks of, of people uh, making fools of themselves with uh, over-drinking. But um, uh, craft beer drinkers, man, I have pretty classy folk. Yeah, it seems that way. And, you know, they do a one-ounce pour, so... You know, in my opinion, I, I never have gone this route personally, but you would really have to try really hard to uh, get over intoxicated. But it does happen. Um, I walked through a pile of throw up on the way here today. So sounds like somebody had a little too much fun during the day session. So the day you know, people, session. Can, people can do it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's craft beer. It, in my opinion, go to a booth, uh, sip an ounce of beer, enjoy it, take your time, hang out with your friends and, and you know, slowly, slowly consume. <laughs> That's uh, a public service announcement by drinking. Kyle Moyer. Yeah, uh, to control yourself day drinking. They're probably sleeping nicely right now. <laughs> they're they're a, called uh, Kyle Moyer. They're called amateurs. That's right, amateurs. That's actually true. That's actually very true. So, Kyle, I, I think you're absolutely right. Controlled chaos, and um, it's one of those things to where spend thirty seconds for. Um, people that next year they're going to ramp up to it. What's the best way to uh, approach a huge festival like this? Well, as I mentioned earlier, download the app for sure. Get an idea of the grounds and uh, start tracking the breweries you want to see. Everything's broken up by region. So, you know, if, if you're from a certain region, you maybe want to go visit that one. Or if you've heard, heard good beers are from a different region, you know, maybe you want to do that. But, uh, you know, the best thing is to come open-minded. That's what I do. I don't over-research it. I, I try new beers, and I think that's what's so fun about this event. All right, Gardner Hammond here, uh, Alpine Dog, and uh, the IPA competition that you put a lot of special attention and care into, Kyle, and I think that that's really nice of you. But here it is. You're obligated to buy a year's worth of beer from him because you dedicated <laughs> a, a faucet to him at the Crafty Fox. Uh, but your pleasure to do so. Right, First of all, Gardner, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Um, you won the IPA competition. Kind of cool, uh, not just for that faucet at the Crafty Fox year-round, uh, but for a first-year uh, uh, one-off uh, beer event, I think that, it, it, you know, first of all, we're flattered that you considered us and went and supported us as well. Um, but really supporting the community and doing these types of things on a smaller level, there, there's something to be said for that as well. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great event, and for a first-year event, you had great turnout, uh, people visiting, and great turnout of breweries showing up, and cool with the competition format. That's always a fun aspect. Mm -hmm. Clarify, I said I, I said to Charlie Papazian that, um, and it's not just you, I've heard this, and you can obviously speak for yourself, but other breweries I've heard from said, uh, it's just gotten to be too big of an event, and I get lost there, and there's other events that I'd like to do. Uh, we'll leave this to, to the rest of the guys, and we'll catch up with you in another one. Your, your thoughts towards, well, why aren't you pouring at the Great American Beer Festival? Um, well, we definitely like the uh, local beer festivals where we get a local crowd um, coming to try our beer who are people that we may see again yeah. and uh, I guess the big thing that we see at the Great American Beer Festival being a Colorado brewery we don't get a lot of local people coming by they kind of probably figure they can go to any beer festival that we're going to be at all year or just come to the brewery so we see a lot of out of state people and given that we're strictly Denver distributing um, doesn't really benefit us a whole lot uh, mm -hmm. we're not we're not reaching people in other states with our beers so mm -hmm. you know you, you don't feel the need to go there and flex you know to go there and say okay we're uh, sometimes there is a notion to i don't necessarily want to be a part of it i just don't want to be left out type of thing and when you're in those positions of just going because you should maybe that is a time to evaluate whether that particular festival's right for your brewery yeah so from a business perspective you know it's kind of debatable as to whether or not that's worth it um what charlie said i think 
referring to kind of the uh, networking the, and the camaraderie, camaraderie yeah. and like the stoke level. Yeah. I definitely get that. That definitely is present. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that is kind of a bummer to miss out mm-hmm. on. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're doing a lot of events at the brewery this week. We're right. doing events at our accounts all week. So, um, you know, we're still staying connected in that way. Let's talk. Go ahead. I was going to say you're staying stoked uh, with, with other things, stoked. you know, and that's what I took away from Charlie. It was a great answer from Charlie. It really was. And not someone that owns a brewery at all. But I can kind of see where it's like, listen, man, you know, do I want to be there? Yeah. I mean, it's a great American beer. So of course, I want to be there. You know, of course, I'd have fun and it'd be other. But the work and the time and all that i mean to you know to such to certain brewers it might be like listen i can place that energy somewhere else and it just kind of benefits me a little bit more you know not for nothing not you, for you know nothing. it's like not to say that the gabf sucks i mean that's not the conversation it's just like hey you know this yeah. time of year it's not it's not right for me and and you know that's why we felt it was important to team up with kyle moyer um to do a micro brew fest because we really believe that that representation um uh, should be there within our community and not to say that you know we're the end all be all but we really did put a lot of attention and thought into making this in a community event to where uh, that camaraderie that charlie papazian spoke about that you know we we believe uh, existed within uh, the grounds of uh, Fox Street Compound with Micro Brewfest to where, you know, you're looking around at guys that uh, it's like, I know you, hey, let's catch up type of thing. And and that's important um, to for the beer community. Share ideas, talk about your beers. Let's do that. Let's take a break. Uh, you're fine on time, partner? Yeah. Okay, you're fine on time. Uh, it's your segment up next, uh, the booze and the news. You're going to host this thing, but we're going to talk about the, the IPA um, that was submitted from Alpine Dog. Um, what they uh, what they won, and then also the um, the brewery itself in the tap room, Alpine Dog. I think that that's a, a, a proper way for us to congratulate. Them. Absolutely, and we'll do that next. All right, Kyle Moore, you hang on. I won't hold up, uh, hang up on you this time, uh, but I will put you on hold. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. This is Charlie Papazian. You can try, and I'll probably say yes. You're listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. You're thirsty. You want a drink, a swig, something to quaff, imbibe. You want bogeys, beer, and wine. 400 craft beers. We're talking lagers, suds, brewskis, you name it, they got it. 170 whiskeys, hooch, moonshine, bourbon, scotch. It's enough for any gin joint. The guy who runs it? Kyle Moyer. He's a connoisseur. Guy really knows his stuff. You want wine? Kyle says there's plenty of great wine right here. Local, you know. Family owned. Make your taste buds come alive. Bogey's Beer and Wine. It's a shop, a store, an emporium, a flavor factory for distilled spirits. Right next to the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, near I-25 and 38th on Fox Street. You like beer, whiskey, and wine? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to bogeysbeer.com. Now it's time for the Modern Drinkers Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. Brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right, let's go. The final segment. Boy, this uh, two hours just uh, flew by. And Charlie Papazian, that was so cool to catch up with him and our roving reporter on the street. He is the man. We call him the modern drinker and for uh, lots of reasons. But uh, all the booze news you can use every single week with Kyle Moyer from the Crafty Fox and Bogey's Beer and Wine. Kyle, uh, you know who's in studio. This is your segment. Take it away, my friend. Well, yeah, I think we touched back up on uh, our brew festival that we did a couple weeks ago. And uh, acknowledge the winner. I think it's cool you have him in the studio. I'm a huge fan, always happen as a brewery, so I think we talked a little bit about Alpine Dog and their beer that they submitted and the beer that won uh, our IPA competition. Did you cut the first check for the faucet that you dedicated to Alpine Dog yet? You know, I, I had to double check, but I'm pretty sure we had them on during the competition. Um, but no, once we get through this weekend, we'll start that process. And um, and I, I talked to their their sales rep about kind of you know, where we're headed and we wanted to rotate and do all kinds of stuff and uh, continue to get fun beers on. But it's um, fortunately not out of the ordinary for us because we've always been pretty good, big supporters of those guys. Uh, now we're carrying them at bogeys as well since they're uh, doing some one-off bombers. Now we have a gal that um, 
I believe she likes wine, uh, would be my guest. But Carolyn Joy is here from Joy Wine and Spirits, and she's tasting some of that uh, delicious IPA that won from Alpine Dog. What do you think, Carolyn? It is delicious. <laughs> it is? Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. I was saying um, I'm a big gardener, and I've been picking marigolds. And if you've ever smelled marigolds, they're, they're this really fragrant, but they're not flowery uh, flower. They're almost a little bit savory or herbaceous. And I get a lot of that from the nose on this beer. And so when I was talking about wines with character, this is definitely a beer with character. I think it, you know, from the beginning to the end, you get all sorts of flavors and it's really delicious and it's refreshing. And I'm kind of curious, um, to me, it's the perfect temperature, but what would be the perfect temperature for this beer? Um, oh, I guess we usually look to, I mean, we pour at about 40 degrees, you know, you can let warm up slightly from that. I've got this in an insulated growler, so it hasn't lost a ton of temperature yeah. in the last hour or two or whatever. And super refreshing. It's hey, like take a, it from there, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, job. seriously, it's like sometimes, um, you know, I drink a lot of wine and I steer away from beer sometimes. But when I revisit it and I have a good beer like this, yeah. I'm like, dang, why don't I drink more beer? Yeah. That was um, like me with mushrooms. I revisited it and I'm like, I like mushrooms. Well, that's weird. And then blue cheese. Wow, I like blue cheese again. Yeah. Maybe and you might want to revisit some of these delicious beers. Now, I don't know. And, and I am a total novice when it comes to beer. So is there any sort of similarity between this and a Saison? Uh, Mm, not a lot, um, you know. With no. the IPAs, you're really, <laughs> no. really well, I, yeah, really okay. all your flavor from not all of it, but the majority from the hops on a saison. The majority of your flavor is coming from yeast. Okay, um, so I, I I show my my not my stupidity, but my ignorance there. But what I get on this beer is something that I've gotten from saison from some saisons, where it's just like this complexity and all these different layers that I love. And so maybe that's what I'm tasting. Roll with it. There, there can be some similarities. Um, we do our saison is a mixed culture with uh, Brettanomyces wild yeast, which uh, produces a lot of tropical fruit flavors, um, which you can get from these uh, citra and mosaic hops also in this beer. Um, kind of that tropical fruit character. So, you know. Yeah, like guava. Yeah. That's what it is that I think I'm tasting right now. Wow, or papaya, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. So IPA, we're and we're tasting the award-winning uh, Micro Brewfest IPA. Um, but Kyle Moyer, you know, as we embarked upon this journey and we were thinking about what could this competition uh, be about, and it was very important for you uh, that you structured it correctly with some great judges as well that were assembled. Uh, but why IPA, Kyle? Well, I, in my opinion, it's the hottest category right now in beer and. It is, um, I, I would say, that one that the majority of craft beer drinkers are familiar with. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily all fond of, but they're the, I would assume they're most familiar with that category. And it has probably developed um, so many different ways and changed so many different ways, um, you know, in the, even in the last 10 years, that it's kind of a fun category to, to hit on, you know, with the hazy IPAs, with the fruited mm-hmm. IPAs, or sour IPAs, you know, and so on. So I uh, thought that was kind of a good one and universal because most breweries do through an IPA. Can you work your way back into the hall, Kyle? Let's have some fun. Let's hand the phone to a few people. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not even near people. You're not? Hey, I'm co- in a corner. Hey. I'm in, like, a corner trying, like, hiding. You're at home, people. aren't you? <laughs> You're- I'm, sitting here, I, I'm sitting here drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> Are you at a strip club? Hey, I was going to ask Charlie that. I was going to say, tell the truth. Do you drink Coors Banquet? Is that okay? Because uh, most of the... Gardner, is Coors Banquet Okay. Uh, Coors Banquet's okay. Okay. Because uh, Kyle, uh, we'll admit it too, but to me, kind of the original craft beer. Now, obviously, um, not your first choice, but uh, acceptable. All in. Are you still admitting to uh, drinking Coors Banquet, Kyle? Yeah, it's my stadium beer. I, you know, I, I it's, it's, sometimes you go to a, a ball game or you go golfing or whatever and, and you want a beer and there's not a lot of options and I think Banquet absolutely fits uh, what I'm, I'm looking for. You know, there's nothing wrong with that beer. Interesting. Alpine Dog, uh, Gardner Hammond. The address, it's 1505 North Ogden Street. And if you haven't been there, do yourself a favor. But Gardner, take 30 seconds for kind of an elevator speech of why people should come visit you. 
Uh, sure. Um, we've got uh, a very cool tap room, and we, you know, being small, we constantly rotate beers, always trying to bring out the newest, coolest thing that we can think of. Um, we've got several beers that have recently won some competitions, including the Micro Brew Fest. Uh, we won a Beer Wars with our double IPA, and we won a People's Choice at uh, Chef and Brew with our uh, grapefruit, Did you really? Grapefruit IPA, Congrats, yeah. Congrats, my man. Um, and also this second anniversary that I brought you guys. Um, you know, so we've got beers across the board. We've got a raspberry sour. We've got dark stuff. Um, you know, I smoked beer from you guys recently. That was really good. Yes, our smoke porter, one of my favorites. Uh, delicious stuff. Wow. Here's the description on the website. Alpine Dog Brewing Company. At Alpine Dog Brewing Company, we have two loves, craft beer, and the outdoors. We strive to bring bold and unique brews to a bold and unique population. So let's get outside, stay wild, and share some great beers with even greater friends. Kind of sums it up, man. Amen. <laughs> good, good job with that. Hey, Greg, before we yeah. go, can I make a really bad joke no. just regarding <laughs> everything that's please, happening I, around? I, I, it's not that bad. It, it, I, I implore you not to. Can I do it? Kyle, anyway? can he do it? <laughs> Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I've, been, I've been sitting on this for five minutes. Carolyn mentioned earlier that she was a big gardener. <laughs> so, so is he. Well. <laughs> so is he. That's, that's all it is. That's the only yeah, well, yeah, hey, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Take a bow. Did yeah. I mention we used to be a drugstore? <laughs> hey, there, there you go. I think we West, touched on that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, pleasure to have it. Just a recap. So we had a great show and, and props to uh, Jay Parker, who assembles these things on a weekly basis. And I just don't know how uh, knowing him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I was, right. you can't compliment him too much no, so you gotta, no, but Charlie Papazian just a, a great guest uh, yearly he makes an appearance on the Modern Eater and the Modern Drinker shows uh, Tony Zarella uh, Zarlenga Tony Zarlenga chef owner at Cafe Brazil he was an unexpected delight wasn't he though um, just somebody who is uh, I think he should be the spokesperson for your chili cook-off which I'd tell you if you're um in the shot of our voice right now, mark your calendars for Sunday, October 15th uh, at 1302 East 6th Avenue at 6th Avenue and, and Marion. And they put on a great chili cook-off. It's a community event. You can get tickets online at joywineandspirits.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Or you can come on in to Joy Wine and Spirits. Grab your uh, favorite libation and, and, and get a ticket for your family and friends. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, thoughts? Last thoughts? I'm ready for next year already. This is a good one this year. I went to all four sessions, and this was a good one. So, hey, Kyle. Next year. Hey, Kyle, before the show ends, why don't you go out in the middle and drop your cup? Oh, my God. I would love to do that. I'm not drunk enough. I had a talking to you guys. That's great. Thanks for taking the time out and being the roving reporter. That's Kyle Moyer and Booze in the News. We do it every week right here. All the booze news you can use. Uh, Gardner Hammond. Thank you so much, my man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Really cool. There he is, the winner of the IPA competition. Uh, we'll do it again next week, right? Yes, we will. We'll do it again next week. The 14th. It's just so much fun. And we're going to have Gardner because he actually won a spot right here, a segment sponsorship on the Modern Eater Show. We'll mm -hmm. see you next week. The Modern Drinkers Booze in the News, brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine.